my dear friends, as the news continues to come out, it saddens me to say that all the words that have been written from the beginning of time until today cannot contain the horror of what these people unleashed on our brothers in Israel. The pain and the torture is indescribable. The American defense minister was just now in Israel, and he says what he saw today is worse than what he saw in his lifetime. An American defense minister has seen a lot. When we think about the agony, the pain of those that were killed in such horrendous ways, when we think about a person's last minutes on this world, inflicted with so much horror and so much pain, and when we think about those that are still captive in the darkest, brutalist places by the most horrible monsters on earth and our Yiddish hearts cries it pains, it agonizes because each and every one of us has millions of brothers and sisters we are not a nation, we are a family as the Rambam writes in Hilchus Tzedukah Yidin are brothers Eden our sisters. Can you imagine the pain of a parent finding out that a little son or little daughter was taken captive? Can you imagine the pain of the captive person in one of those dark dungeons? But as I said, I sat last night and I tried going through the history of Claudius Yisrael as written in Tanakh. And I realized that all the words spoken from the beginning of time until today cannot contain the pain and the agony that has been experienced over the last few days. As brothers and as sisters, we have an obligation, number one, to daven. Number one, our obligation is to daven, to get together in shuls and the streets wherever you can get together and join them and cry. We have an obligation to be able to help if we can financially. People in Atasruel are trembling, they're frightened. Economy is crashing as people can't work. Food is becoming scarce, water Whatever we can do to help, we cannot sit back and just say, it's not my thing. We have to understand, Claudius Rule internationally is in pain. People in England are afraid to go out of the house. People in France are being killed in the street. It's a frightening time. But as I said, Yidin were never chosen to have it easy. Doesn't mean we were chosen to have an easy life. We knew from the beginning of time, as Avril Mavini knew in Pasha's Lech Lechu, that to be a Yid is not easy. It's fulfilling, it's meaningful, it's not easy. We're chosen because we have a mission on this world. 
to live a higher existence and to drag the world up with us. As we mourn, as we cry, as we're filled so deeply with pain, I want to start a little bit Bereish's Peirik Dalit. It's not every year that we choose to learn Peirik Dalit. But I feel that under the circumstances it is the Peirik that we should be doing today. So it's page 11. V'ho'odom yoda eschave ishtoi v'ataha v'teled eskayen so Adam was with his wife Chava, and she gave birth to a child called Kayan. Vatoime, and she said, "Knisi ish es Hashem." She was grateful for the fact that she had a husband, and out of that came birth Kayan. Vatoisef luledes es ochiv es hovel, and then she gave birth to hovel. Vayehi hevel. Hevel was a shepherd of sheep. And Kayan was an agricultural farmer. Let's do Rashi Posik base. First, I'm doing Rashi as Kayan as Ochiv, as Kayan as Ochiv as Hevel. It says Rashi Gimel Esim Rebuim Heim. Three times it says the word S. Melamed Shetaim and Im Kayan. So there were also three sisters in the family. One twin that was born with Cain and two twins that were born with Hevel. Since he saw that the earth is not producing the way it's supposed to, he went away from the earth and he started working the sheep. Pusigimel. It happened after the season. bought the fruit of the land that he worked. He bought it as a corn to the Ibishta. So Kayim bought fruits. Havel bought the best of his sheep and the fattest of all. Vayisha Hashem el Hevel ve'el Melchosoi. The Irish they accepted Hevel's korban. So in Posuk Gimel, this is very important to see the sequence of time. Cain brings the korban, and he's waiting to see if there will be a reaction from Hakadosh Baruch Hu that he accepted the korban. But Hakadosh Baruch Hu doesn't react in Posuk Gimel. While Cain is still waiting, Rebbe Yumin for Hakadosh Baruch Hu's reaction, is Rebbe Yitzchak. In between, Hevel comes and he brings his korban. And immediately, Rabbi Yitzchak, immediately, Rabbi Riven, HaKadosh Baruch Hu accepts Hevel's korban, while Cain is still waiting. Cain is still waiting. And in Pusik Hai, Cain realizes, well, Cain realizes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will not accept his korban. Vayichal Cain mo'id. Cain becomes extremely angry and his anger gives birth to shame and pain. Says Rashi Pusik Gimel, Min Hagaria, he bought the worst. That which he no longer wanted, that's what he bought, Reb Toivye from Lakewood. 
ויש אגודה שאומרת, some say, זרה פשטון היו, that he bought linen, the seeds of linen plant, that's what he bought. וישה, זו דרשה ויפן, the Irish deterrent. וחיים ואל מנחוסר לא ישו, means לא יפונו. וחיים ואל ישי, means אל יפני. וכן שאימה אולוב, means פנימה אולוב. וישה, יורד אישה פאייה came down, ולוכחו מנחוסוי, and it began to lick the מנחה of הבל. So, page 11, קיים brings his קורבן, he waits for a reaction. In the end of Posse Gimel, nothing happens. So far, Hevel brings his korban, and he immediately will read that the Irish to send down a fire. Kayan realizes that his korban will not be taken. First, he gives birth. First, he has anger, and the anger unfolds to a point of Vayipliponov. Vayipliponov is when the shame and the pain become so hard that it becomes hard to stand straight. Your head begins to... Um, fall under the weight of the emotion. Pusik Vuf. The Irish Yishtolta Vekva Kayan, a very important message that the Novi will be continue to say for thousands of years. Vayoyim Hashem Al-Koyan, the Irish that talks to Kayan and the Irish that tells him, Lomo Choreloch, why have you become angry? Vilomo Nofli Panecha, why has your face fallen? It's not that I don't understand your pain. It's not that I don't understand your agony. But you don't understand Kabunas. As the Novi Yeshaya tells us, you're making too much out of the Korban. When the Korban is the most important thing in the world, they're not accepting the Korban is the worst thing <coughs> in the world. But the real most important thing in the world is Limdi Heitev, Dirshi Mishpat, Ashri Chomoitz. As the Novi Yeshaya tells us, the way we behave is way more important than the Kabunas we bring. Lumali Reuvzev Chaychem Yoimar Hashem. Rachzi Hizaki Hosiri Reyama Adalaychem. Those words that Yeshaya Novi tells us, the Irish is going to condense into a single pusik, pusik Zion. If you do what's right, you will be carried onto Albomse Oritz, to the greatest heights. If you don't do what's right, sin sits by the door, lying and lurking, waiting to challenge you into its territory. It's desire is towards you to make you stumble. But with the right uh, mind and the right fight and the right attitude, after Timshel Boy, you can conquer your inclinations. So, Pusik Zion, the Irish Tavek, the parameter of what it is to be. <coughs> a good human being. A good human being is not somebody that runs every day to his boomer with another animal and cuts off the head and donates it. That's not what a good human being does. A good human being 
זוכת חז"ל, אז הוא דם כי יקריב ושתית מכם, דף רעסון פנזיך. Yes, the Korban gives an expression to what happens inside. But if it doesn't happen on the inside, then the Korban is useless. A Korban is an expression of the deepest desire from the Yid to do what's right. But if he thinks he can go on and do whatever he wants, that's not the purpose of the Korban. If your deeds are good, but you should remember the Pesach Chatos Reivitz Liftoyach Kivricho Chatocho Shomor. They're waiting. Your sin is waiting to bury you in iniquity. Valeichu Teshiku Soishal Chatos. The sin is waiting for you. This is he yaitzahare tomit shoykik umis avela shchilcha in every moment of a man's existence. There's a little yaitzahare inside his heart, dragging him towards iniquity. But va'atu timshel boyim tirtze. If only you want, tiskabu ulov man can be mightier than the yaitzahare. Va'yoyim kain elhevel ochiv. Vayehi bayoisom basode, the most heavy loaded posuk. Vayokom kayin elhevel ochiv, vayahagai. Vayoime kayin elhevel ochiv. The Torah leaves us a mystery of what were the words. The Torah leaves a mystery. Vayoime kayin elhevel ochiv, and the president would have wanted to hear what was said, but Rabbi the Torah purposely leaves it silent. Vayehi vayoisam basode, it was when they were in the field. Vayokam kayim and hevel ochiv kayim got up to his brother, vayagai. There are multiple possible translations of how to explain Pusikhes. One way to explain Pusikhes is very simple. How did he get his brother to come out to the field? His brother was a shepherd. How did he get him to come out to the field? So he made himself as if he's his friend. First he came, he spoke nicely, let's go out for a picnic. Once they were deep inside the field, he used the opportunity. Another option is just the opposite. Kayin may have said to Havel unspeakable words, words that are so horrific that the Torah doesn't want to tell us what was said. And he made sure that even before he died, he had killed him with words. That's another possibility. So there are multiple possibilities on all sides of the spectrum. Rashi tells us, Kayan began a fight, <coughs> waiting for it to escalate, <coughs> wanting it to consummate into murder. The Rasha immediately tells us that this Pusik is so heavy loaded that there's so many Medrashic interpretations. I'm looking for the easiest in understanding the simplest way of the Pusik. But Rasha immediately lets us know that this Pusik is very heavy in Medrashic interpretation. Pusik tests. The murder has just taken place. As usual in Cypher Bereishis, the oldest sibling 
is lacking the decency that normal human beings have. Cain is the older one of the two. And Cain is lacking the decency that most human beings wouldn't take a knife to their own brother. The next time we're going to have an older brother and a younger brother, it's going to be Yishmuel and Yitzchak. Once again, Yishmuel is going to lack the decency that normal human beings have. This is what happens inside the Bereishis. The older ones are somehow incomplete in their character, <coughs> incomplete in mitzvahs, <coughs> incomplete in the way HaKadosh Baruch wants humans to behave. And the Irish that talks to Kayan and he asks him, I Hevel where's your brother Hevel? And Kayan answers, Lo yudati, I don't know. So he's done tremendous, tremendous sin just in his answer. I don't know. Number two, how dare he ask the Irish to Hashem Ochi If your son spoke to you like that, you would be upset. I asked you a question. Why are you being cynical? It's the Irish to talking to you. Number three, what does he think? He thinks that the Irish doesn't know what he did. <coughs> so I, Hevel Ochichu, says, Rashi Leikunis Imoi Bedivrei Nachis. Illa Yushiv Veyoyme Ani Eraktiv Vechetusiloch. Unbelievable Rasha. The Irish that begins with Kayan and he speaks to him calmly. The Ibishta wanted to give Cain an opportunity to repent. So the Ibishta asked Cain calmly, What did you do? He was hoping that Cain would say, Gewalt, what I did, I took the life of another human being. I took a knife to my brother. I murdered a person who's created B'Tselem Alekim. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke to him. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's message was, please come back. But sadly, Kayan's answer was, He was acting as if he could fool the Eivishter. Will always be a solution of a question. tells him, what have you done? Who are you fooling? But I'm not going to challenge you for the chitzpah. I'm not going to challenge you for the senseless lying to the Irish alone because what you did is so bad that nothing in the world comes close to it your brother's blood is crying out from earth you actually took a human life you actually took a human life the Mayochichosdrasha why the Mai Koil Dam Ochicho? Why Koil the Mai? The sound of your brother's blood are crying, screaming out of the depth of the ground. 
says Rasha, the Mai Uchichu, Dumoi, Vidamzar Iyosov. When you kill somebody, you haven't only killed him, you killed all the potential that could have come out of him. Therefore, when you do a murder, we're not only charging you as if you slaughtered an animal. We're charging you as if you slaughtered all the possible futures that could have come out from this human life that you took. That's the first pshat from Rasha. The second pshat from Rasha is Dova Acha, Harbe. He started mutilating Havel. He didn't just take a knife and cut off his head. He mutilated him. He didn't know how to kill. And since he didn't know how to kill, he started stabbing him all over the place. Let me explain this very clearly. Human beings don't tend to live forever. Human beings tend to have an expiration date. But there's a certain calmness in knowing that a person's death was easy. When a person can sit by his father's bedside at home or in the hospital and be there when the person is surrounded by loved ones who care, there's a certain calmness in knowing that the person's end of life was done in peace. However, when we have to live with the fact that a close one was murdered. It becomes way more difficult to live with the fact that the person is no longer here. Because you now you have to imagine all the fear and pain and agony of the last moment of the person's life. How much more so if the person's <coughs> end of life was brutal? You murdered their children in front of them. You lit up the house on fire while they were alive. <coughs> you sliced off the head of little babies while they're still in the crib. Now you know that these people, not only they died, but they had an agonizing death. And it is that agonizing death, that brutal death, thinking of what the last hours, days, or weeks of these people could have been, <coughs> that makes it so painful. Of them, Zoktober. Of them, zukt abe de pusik amoyre de gezach. Koil de mai ochichu zukt rasche. He didn't just kill him. Was nem gestochen du. Was nem gestochen dorten. Zukt rasche. It's not only the death zukt rasche. Use boy pezu im harbe. I wish to charge him not only for the death, but for the way you did the death. How could you take another human life and how could you take it in such an horrendous and disgusting way? For a human to be able to do this to another human, he has to first dehumanize himself. He has to turn into a beast. Because even lions and cats don't act this way. Humans are capable of unleashing pain the way no animal is capable of doing. And you know what's painful about taking another human life? <coughs> that every person that reads about it is hurt. So when you kill a Yidin at Sisul, you murder 10 million Yidin. 
because 10 million Yidin around the world walk around in pain and in agony. You haven't only hurt the person that you hurt, you've hurt Klal Yisrael. There's no other nation in the world that works that way. You've never heard of an American person being killed and nobody in America being able to sleep. You never heard of a British person being killed and nobody in Britain being able to be sleeping at night. But when a Yid is murdered, millions of Yidin around the world can't sleep at night. When a Yid is captured in a dark bunker in Gaza, millions of Yidin around the world can't sleep. So, you killed one, but you've killed millions. You killed your brother. Blood was pouring. The Ed accepted your brother's blood. The earth that accepted your brother's blood will never accept any seed that you plant in it. The earth will now rebel. You forced the earth to be an accomplice in your act. You forced earth to join you in your murder. You spilled the blood and you wanted earth to swallow the blood. You made earth an accomplice in your murder. You made nature join you in your murder. Now you will pay the price. When you will work the earth, it will no longer give fruit. Loch to you. And therefore, nuva not tiyabu'uretz. He takes us into a very phenomenal yesoid. We don't have much time, I will tell it to you in short. There's the human farmer and there's the hunter-gatherer. The hunter-gatherer has to constantly move around looking for food. Farming was the invention of instead of having to run around looking for food, I can take a plot of land and cultivate this piece of land and constantly grow crops on the same place. Once humans realized that, they no longer had to wander around because now they could stick in one place and this place would produce them all the food they need. But now HaKadosh Baruch Hu cursed them and HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, the land will no longer produce as farmland. And if you won't be able to farm, the only hope you now have is to start running from place to place looking for wild berries, looking for little animals to hunt. You're not even allowed to eat meat yet because it's before Noyach's days. So you're just going to be running from place to place looking for wild fruit because anything you plant will no longer grow. You've turned earth into an accomplice of murder. (coughs) Human life, human dignity... Is fundamental to the very essence of Pashas Bereishis Anoyach, as we will see. Sadly, sadly, <coughs> we're still within the week where such horrors were unleashed on our people. We can only continue to daven and daven and daven and try to help in every way possible. In Zolda Ibish, the health and this war should come to an end. The hostages should all come back healthy and well and the bitter story should just be another piece of history but a beautiful future had Yichavis.